Hey friends, you're listening to Your Credit Today with Angela Setters Bassard, the real credit queen. Join me each week as I share industry tips, secrets, and financial advice that just makes you feel like conquering the world. I also love to share the stage or the airwaves with interesting leaders and experts that have great value to share for friends of all ages. Now, sit back or sit up in your car and get ready to download this next amazing and fun show. Well, good afternoon, good evening, or good morning, whenever you're listening to this show. This is A to the N to the G, and you're listening to Your Credit Today. I'm super excited to share with you once again about our amazing topics that we have. I hope that you keep coming back to this show for amazing information. If you have not hit that subscribe button, please do so. Share all of this information with your friends and your family. Family, and especially, you've heard me say, with your children, because it's so important for our kids to know this, and especially because we're talking about how money talks and walks over these next couple of shows. And I am so honored to have my better half on with me today. Ralph, say hello to all the friends and fans out there. What up, what up, what up? What's how's everybody doing? Hey, Ange, can, can I be like you? Can I be like R to the A to the L to the... Oh, no, it doesn't work. Sorry. Yeah, it does. Do it does. Because you, you know what you can say? You What's know how that? people call you rap dog? No, we don't want to do that. No. We, we don't, don't want to do that? that. <laughs> okay. That, that was, that was pre-30-year-old, man. So, you know, that I'm an old man now. We, we, we don't, we don't, we don't, we're not the rap dog anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't need to tell, we don't, shh, we don't need to tell people about our age either. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Today, what we're talking about on Your Credit Today is the new mind of money and credit part two. So we're talking, Ralph, about how things are all new in the space of money. And when we think of money, we think of the almighty dollar. But when was the last time you were carrying cash? I mean, really, no one does that anymore. It's so sad, too, because the other day... I was going to the grocery store and there was a young man and he was, you know, he was on hard times. And of course, you can't hand your credit card to them to, you know, help them out. And so it's really tough right now because I don't know about you, but I don't carry cash. Yeah, that's uh, it's weird, right? It, it's like, you know, it's not top of mind anymore. Um, obviously, once upon a time, we walked around and the way that people kind of moved, always wanted to make sure that you had a little something in your pocket. As a matter of fact, our parents even trained us, you know, don't go outside or don't go home without having a little change in your pocket to make sure you can take care of any emergencies or something that might pop up. But that's just not in our realm of thought anymore. And uh, a lot of times I've even found... It's crazy. The times that I've actually had some money in my pocket and I went to pull it out to pay for it. I think I was doing that just the other day to buy some tacos. And the guy looked at me like crazy. He's like, no, no, we don't take cash. We, right? He that's, said, he said, Vin, he said, Venmo, like, yeah, he said, Venmo me. He said, Venmo me or, or debit card. And I looked at him. I was like, wait, you don't take cash? And he's like, no. And I was like, okay. And I put my money in my pocket. I was like, I feel like a dinosaur. 
<laughs> right. Literally, literally. And the whole thing, again, in the grocery store, and I saw this lady writing a check and I'm thinking to myself like, wow, now she was much older. She was like 75 years old. So to her, you know, writing a check, she's still doing things the old way. Yeah. But the reason why we're talking about this on the show today is the new mind of money and credit is that the thing is, is we're going to a digital space. So you have Venmo, you have Cash App, you have, you know, all these different apps and where you can pay people and you don't have to exchange money. Now, you know, on the health side of things, you know, a lot of people are talking about, oh, money is so dirty. It's nasty. It has all of these germs on it and whatnot. But aside from that, we're going and we live in a digital economy that is ever growing with new ways to pay and spend. And then you have the next thing, the next generation of money, which is cryptocurrency. And you throw that on top of everything else and you've got a myriad of different ways to look at money and be totally confused if you don't do your homework. So Absolutely. this is why it's important to do your research before investing any of your hard money and the promise to protect your future. Ralph, we do that all the time because you have this term that you say, talk to me like I'm two. Why yes. do you do that? Well, because I, I think a lot of times I think, you know, people assume that you understand things. Um, mm -hmm. And I, and I, I've learned that, you know, assuming what's that old saying, obviously we're on the air, so we don't want to go, but you know, That's when you okay. do that, we, we make, it makes an okay. ass out of you, you make an ass out of you and me. Right. And, <laughs> and, and, and a lot of times when that occurs, I end up, you know, paying the price for it. And that's not, you know, that's a cost that a lot of times is just way too high. And yeah. so one of the things that, that I've, I've tried to make sure that when I've had a, a certain level of influence with someone is to say, Hey, there's no, there's nothing wrong with clarification. There's nothing wrong with being particular or articulate about what you're doing, especially when it comes to your money, right? Yeah. You said something about cash being dirty and the health reasons. Well, I also think there's also something that we have to be mindful of too when you start talking about new mind of money and in the ease in which we're able to kind of pass money to someone, whether it be through Venmo, Cash App, and all these different things. And one of it is, is that, you know, with cash, you're able to kind of hold on to it in this physical sense. So if you have $100 in your pocket and you spend 20, you know, you're left with 80, right? Right. Well, the reality of it is, is that when you're spending money through Cash App, when you're spending yeah. money through these apps, it's very easy if you are not being mindful and healthy uh, in the sense of how you are spending your your dollars. You mean your, your paying, dollars. Attention? paying, paying attention? Paying attention. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Being very particular about this. You can lose track of what you spend. Right. And well, that can create a lot of problems. Yeah. It can create a lot of problems. And so, again, you know me, Angela. I'm very old school. So I've I been know. reluctant sometimes you go with this new mind yes you have things <laughs> and, and, and i love it though because it's helped me to make sure 
that I double check, you know, the things that I do through these apps. Uh, well, yeah, sure. and you and you always double check me. So, mm-hmm. you know, friends and fans out there, my husband Ralph is very meticulous, and one of the things that he does is on Fridays, he that is his time to pay our bills and to pay attention to the statements that come in. So I always leave myself open to get, you know, quite a few calls from him. <laughs> like, what is this for? And what is that for? And why is this here? It's never annoying. I love it because it shows me that, you know, not that he needs to show me just so you know, but it tells me that he's paying attention. And that's the thing that we want to teach and train our clients. Absolutely. And of course, you listeners out there, why it's so important to pay attention to when you're using these new digital forces of money. You know, because some things are uncertain. So you want to make sure I understand to be curious, but it's also really important to be cautious when you're using these apps. And you know, I've told that story about you know, the the coffee app that I had on my phone and how I used it so much. And unfortunately, <sighs> my bookkeeper came in to me and was like, what is going on? Like, are you on 10? Because you must have bought so much coffee and you must be filled with so much coffee. But <laughs> the thing that I was doing was I was buying people coffee that were standing outside or I'd bring coffee into the staff. And it was just me pressing the button. And I really didn't have any idea of Absolutely. how much money go. I was spending because it was attached to my debit card. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that old saying, right? With new levels come new devils, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, again, we... We live in a convenient world, right? Or a convenience world where everybody yeah. just kind of wants things at the touch of a button. That's kind of how we train. We now can order our food and push a button and they deliver it to us. You know, the very, I always laugh when I hear about people ordering food to their door from McDonald's. That's still weird to me. But <laughs> the idea of this ease that we have, you know, everyone is, is just kind of in that mindset. But the fact is, is that you, like you said, you push that button, push that button, you push that button, and you're not really thinking of anything about it because all you're doing is pushing a button. But you know what? At the end of the day, if you don't go back and take a look at your bottom line, just like you said, I remember that uh, that call that we got from the bookkeeper. She was like, who spends this much money on coffee? And when we when we looked at how much money we were spending at, at a coffee bean, oh, I was like, man, we should have ownership in this place. Because they're not paying us. <laughs> yeah. We should have had some type of ownership in that place, right? <laughs> I know. It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, friends out there, the reason that we're bringing this up and we're talking about the new mind of money and credit is to make you aware and also to remind you, okay? Again, why am I bringing this up? You know, these mini talks on these subjects. And the reason that it is, Ralph, is because we get so many calls, emails, and texts from people that are confused about so many things as it pertains to debt and digital economies. Social media has made it appear as though everything is so easy. And friend, let me tell you that it is not anything that you do in life that gains bountiful returns requires hard work, but there's a lot in our face about how easy it is. And, you know, we're constantly being sold on an idea that makes you feel like you're missing out on something. But Mm -hmm. hey, let me just tell you, don't fall for the okey doke. 
Do your good old research before paying or hitting that button. Now, I want to make a for instance, Ralph, because this is a big one right now. I see a lot of people talking on TikTok and YouTube and all of these different handles that you can, you know, freely speak on, which I think is great, by the way. I think it's great that we do have freedom of speech and that people can bring things up and talk about certain subjects. But what you have to know is that not everybody is an expert at everything, And I don't want to, you know, talk against anyone. And of course, I would never bring anybody's name into it. But it's really important to know that there are people that are talking about things that really don't have any experience or knowledge. They're really getting this information from somewhere that's not really a reputable source. Now, one of the things that uh, came up to me the other day was a client said, you know, the point system and your credit card, you know, are points free? And I said, (laughs) she says, you know, why do people keep posting that they have free seats on the airline and free hotels and free this and free that? Like, is it really free? And I said, you know, no. And let me really explain it to you. I mean, uh, come on, friends. You've heard your grandma say, if it's free, there's a catch, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really not that mysterious. At the end of the day, you have to know and understand that anytime that you're earning points, you have to spend money on your credit card to get those points. Okay. Absolutely. And the other thing is that you also have to understand that there's a whole back end system to this point system with all of the credit card companies. And what that is and why interest rates on credit cards have risen over the past couple of years, as well as yearly fees, is they have to recoup their costs somehow. So we've noticed even as a business, if someone was to pay us, and we don't accept these anymore because of this reason, but if someone was to pay us with a rewards card or a points card... We could pay three times the amount in processing that information because, again, that particular credit card company has to recoup those fees from somewhere. So what I want people to know and understand that the business of free points is a huge business and it's certainly not free. So you have to be careful Okay, this is where we go back to having a credit plan. I've talked, there are at least two or three shows. If you go back and you look at the list of shows, it's very important to have a credit plan because if you don't, it's easy to get in debt. Now, these point systems, absolutely, are they true? 100%. And there's a way to set it up where let's say that you're doing your credit plan and you're planning to take a trip in the next year, and you want to have enough points so that you can get a few hotels, you can get some airfare, you can use your points towards something good, then you have to have that in your plan so that you're not spending extra to get those points. And what's happening is, is that a lot of people are doing that 
because of what's going on on social media out there, this huge rush of things. So it's really important also that you know and understand with these programs, with the point systems, with each of these different credit card companies out there that offer this, they always have something where they'll email you or they'll send it with your bill on how you can double up, triple up, or 10 times up getting points when you shop with certain vendors. Now, what I've been seeing people do is, oh my gosh, you know, I really want to get 10 times points and it's shopping at Louis Vuitton. Now, (laughs) I love Louis Vuitton, okay? But the thing is, is that if that's not in your credit plan, then you shouldn't be going and purchasing Louis Vuitton just because you want to get 10 times the points. Unless you got a good old game on the back end where you're buying that Louis Vuitton and then selling it somewhere else for one and a half the cost. But that's another show, friends. We're not going to get into that right now. But the point is, is that, Ralph, you know, I know people have asked you about that too. I mean, The point system is really cool, and you and I have had access to using it because we have plans. So we take our reoccurring expenditures that we have on a monthly basis with our business and with our personal life. And yes, we do put them on rewards cards so that we can earn the points. But I said reoccurring expenditures because we're spending money on these cards getting points on things that we would already be having to pay excellent, on a monthly excellent basis. Excellent point. And I think that's one of the things, again, you said a lot in, in what you were talking about in educating, and I hope everyone was really paying attention because first and foremost, what, what has to happen, a lot of people you know, who are picking up their information, whether it be on TikTok, Facebook, or coming from any of those social media outlets, you have to realize that that is tr- that that's training you to to actually go on autopilot, right? To just kind of believe that you can just pick up the information, not really understanding what the information is saying to you, and just kind of go about doing your thing or trying to do what you're doing and and taking advantage of something that's not really real, right? Yeah. And what you just kind of said to these people is 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 really important is that educate yourself about what's going on. Um, yeah. You always say this and you say it clearly. You say, if you don't have a plan, then you're planning to fail, right? Yes. And so in what you just illustrated about setting up your reoccurring charges, if you're paying for, let's say- um, Cell phone. Uh, a cell phone, if you're paying for um, your uh, lease at uh, a building, because that's where you do your business at for those entrepreneurs out there, right? What will happen a lot of time is that the creditor or your credit card company will actually send you notifications or on the back of your statement will tell you the actual charges, right? That are eligible for three times the points or five times the points and all those really big purchases, 10 times the points. And you have to take the time to look at your statement, to read the back of that statement. And in doing so, you will find out like, oh, wait a second, I can put my computer expense uh, that I'm using to pay for my cloud or whatever it may be into this reoccurring charge. And then therefore now 
I uh, my my charges or the things that I, I have to spend on each month, they're actually working for me. And then well, as yeah, you said, you're talking about leveraging your system. Absolutely. Because the thing is, is that there's many, many ways. Listen, friends, we've talked about this so many times. Your credit is an investment tool to build Absolutely. wealth. Okay. It's also a tool that you can use to have access to so many great opportunities. And that's what we're talking about when it comes to the whole point system. Uh, What we don't want you to think is that it's free because it's it's not. Nothing is free. Like grandma said, if it's free, it comes with something, something ain't right. Well, well, it's it's the idea. You hear about people talking about points. And they hear about, oh, I have this many points. But what people fail to grasp is that that person spent quite a bit of money on that credit card to get that amount of points. And so, yes. again, there's nothing free. We so, just like hope you said, that it was worth- worthwhile and you were not absolutely. just out spending and becoming in debt. <clears throat> the other thing that I see people a lot make a lot of mistakes with in the new age of money is misunderstanding timeshares. Now, Mm. here's the thing, you know, a timeshare can be a really great opportunity to take advantage of, you know, family vacations, because as we know, it has become increasingly more expensive to take a family vacation. Ralph and I have, it's not a timeshare. It's actually like a shared expense where you get a discount from the place that we go to. And you know, I did a ton of research before we ever entered into this and it was super inexpensive, but it saves us almost 65% of what it would traditionally cost for us to go to this resort. And this resort has resorts in 10 different locations around the world. And it's very important that you do your investigative work anytime you are going to join a timeshare. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of these people that are making these robocalls where they're calling you and they're inviting you to their property to stay for two or three days. And for those two or three days, you are being hawked all the time about becoming a member to their timeshare system. And let me tell you, I get calls all the time from people wanting to get out of these timeshares because they didn't realize the financial commitment that is included in that. And they didn't understand that when they were signing something that it was very difficult to cancel their membership or to cancel their timeshare. Now, again, what I want to make sure that I'm saying is that it's not that timeshares are bad. It's just that some are bad. And the CFPB is really, really honing down on those timeshare companies that are out there that are really taking advantage of consumers because there used to be a lot of them. But as we know, in the age of information being so easy in your hand, you've got your phone in your hand all the time. People are saying things online. There's a lot of whistleblowers out there when it comes to you know these different things that are going on inside of companies fees that are being charged to people and things of that nature. So, you know, just like the point system, timeshares can be a really, really painful situation for you and for your family if you don't make sure and understand 
everything that you're signing for. It's okay to get up and walk away and say, listen, I need to read exactly what it is that I'm signing. I need to have a full understanding of what it is and the benefits that I have in taking on this timeshare before I decide that this is something that I want to do. And a lot of people have trouble saying no. And, you know, you have to remember that, you know, some some of these timeshares can end up costing you, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars over a certain period of time if you sign for a 20-year timeshare or a 10-year timeshare. It just really depends. And some of them, again, are really, really good investments. So again, just coming back to the fact that we're talking about the new age of money and credit, we need to keep in the forefront of our mind the things that we need to investigate and be cautious about when it comes to this new way of digital money and also signing things online. No one gets paperwork in the mail anymore, or no one signs something when you're sitting down across from the desk from anyone. You know, there are all these different ways to sign things digitally right now, and people don't take the time to read what it is that they're signing. It's funny. Can I jump? Can I jump in here? You you said you said some things, and I and and I and I just want to make sure that the listeners are really capturing the spirit of what you're talking about. Because when when things become easier, that's when our, how do you say that uh, alarm clock, uh, our attention level needs to go up, right? Um, And again, going back to the idea of timeshares, right? Um, So many people feel um, obligated not to get up and to walk away or they feel pressured to sign so that they don't miss out on what, 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 what's being presented to them. And here's what I would say to those people in this situation. At the end of the day, this is what you need to understand. You have power. At the end of the day, those people are trying to sell you something. Okay. All right. So they, they're there, either they're working on commission, they're, they're, they're trying to close, they're trying to find some way to make a bonus. And so when you are sitting in that chair, your job is not to get caught up in what you feel like you're missing out. The, the reality is, is that you need to make sure that what you're doing fits your life, that it fits uh, uh, in a way that when I do this, um, is this going to be something I'm going to enjoy? Um, does the benefit uh, or having this, uh, this now, uh, yeah, outweigh the risk? Is this something that is is going to to work for me? And when you begin to do that, then you can become mindful to do exactly what you're saying. Read the fine print. And I think that when things are easier, you should hone in on reading the fine print even more so, so that you're not making that mistake and just clicking a button saying yes to something. And because now you didn't read the fine print, you're on the hook for something that you never even thought of. Uh, Because those are the things that people, you know, they they come back and you and I have heard all the horror stories. Well, I thought I was doing this and I thought I was that. And they don't realize like, oh, you had a balloon payment two years later on this uh, on this property now. And it's all because they thought, well, I had to take advantage. I didn't want to miss out on the deal. Well, it wasn't really that great of a deal. It was a deal for the first 12 months. But now it's a burden. That's right. And now that brings me into our story and tip. Of the week, 
Week, week, week, week. Oh, did I die? Look at our jump. We harmonized on that point. You know, it's like it's a little action going right there. I like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, if, friends out there, I really like to use real life stories to help all of you to know that there's real work going behind what we do every day behind the scenes at CCMI. And what I want to tell you today is never, ever, 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 ever co-sign for anyone. And as Eddie Murphy would say, not even your mama. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the situation. So a client co-signed for his son to buy a car. And why did he do that? Because he never taught him the value and process of building his own credit so that when it came time to buy a car, he couldn't do it. He couldn't get the funding, not even from a credit union. And by the way, I'm going to do a little sidebar here. Did you know that you don't have to buy a car from a dealership and use their financing? There's several banks and credit unions that will give car loans under the guides that you've already established credit. But You can go right into a dealership and you can purchase it once you have a loan from a credit union, okay? So you can go to that source and get approved for up to the amount of car that you're buying as then you can have negotiating power when you walk into the dealership and get the deal that you want and get a good interest rate because that's the problem with first-time car buyers or when you're first-time lease. The interest rate is astronomical in comparison to someone who has already purchased a car or leased a car. Okay, so keeping with the story, so the son is great. He's making all of his payments on the car and he decides during the pandemic that he wants to actually extend the lease due to the pandemic. So he contacts the bank, Ralph, okay, and they extend the lease for six months. He continues to make his payments and right before the last payment on the six-month extension of the lease, the car gets repossessed while he's on a date with a new girl. Boom. Oh my gosh. So embarrassing, right? And why did all of this happen? Because the right hand was not talking to the left with the finance company and the payments were not getting recorded properly. On top of that, the extended lease that was signed was never attached to his account. So it was a bloody mess. (laughs) So they figured that the client kept the car and never brought it back, which couldn't be further from the truth. So now not only does the son have a crazy story, like I said, because he was on a date while the car was being towed, but now he and his dad have this nasty reporting on their credit report that needs to be removed stat because his dad has a business and they're doing financing all the time. So he was super stressed out about the situation. Well, the moral and the end of the story went really great. We ended up getting the client a ton of money back for the mistake that the finance company made and their credit back in pristine order, but not without a ton of work, grit, and collaboration from the team at CCMI as their mistake had to be proven. Okay, but how could they have avoided this situation? Well, number one, when you get a lease extension, make sure that the bank has received your signed extension. 
You have received an email or letter of such that your payments are back on auto pay as just so you know, when you renew your lease, okay, they're going to cancel your auto payments because the lease originally matured on that date and you have to go back and reset it. We see a ton of clients get late payments from this too. So make sure to double check everything. Most people would say, why should I have to do that? Isn't that the bank's job? Yes, it's their Absolutely job. Not. But guess what? When they make the mistake, it's your mess to clean it up. So well, Ange, I want to, can I jump in right there? Yeah. Because again, that, that mistake, I spent a lot of time on the phone with these banks. You have to understand, it's just like with any contract, however, though, and you use the word very clearly, you said matured. When that account matures and it's a contract that you sign and you say that that last payment is on the 27th of the month of June 2022 right mm -hmm. they are they are bound by law not to debit your account again they can't yes. they have to, it has to go into a new contract because that contract matures so when you walk away just assuming that oh this is seamless i just really extended my lease and there's paperwork no you need to make sure you dot your i's and cross your t's to make sure that that finance manager or whoever you were working with make sure they give you the name of the company that is a bank that is financing the extension you have the, the person you're supposed to contact so that you can follow up to make sure that your auto pay is going into a seamless way and will continue or if you're going to have to set it up that ball gets dropped Nine times out of 10, I actually I'm surprised when a bank pulls it off and they're se it's seamless. But let me tell you, nine times out of 10, that is going to be a forward action by the consumer, the person who is purchasing or, or renewing that lease. You do your due diligence and stay on top of it. Yeah. And it even happens when you are transitioning from a lease to a purchase. So if you yes. want to purchase that car, what can also happen is when you go back to that dealership, they may finance your purchase with a different bank. Yes. And a lot of people think they're walking into the dealership. I'm just changing paperwork from it being a lease to a purchase. Now my payments are going to be X and my auto pay is still on. And, you know, here's the thing, guys. I want to make sure that no one, what we said in the beginning of this, assumes things because that's how it happens. And no one here that's listening to the sound of this voice is an ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just don't assume things. You really have to check things because at the end of the day, it's your credit that you're protecting and optimizing. The next thing that you want to do is also make sure that your insurance is extended. Some insurance companies make automatic cancellations on leases as they know when they're going to mature. You don't want to get into an accident and find out that you don't have any insurance. Wow, and then the yes. last thing is selling the car to a third party. Don't ever, 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 Sell your car to a third party without all of the correct bill of sale, proof that the third party is paying off the lender, and then following up to make sure that they got paid and you get a paid in full letter from the lender. And most important, the transference of title, because you want to make sure that the new person that's purchasing that car is not joyriding with your name still on title. And if they get into an accident or get 
a parking ticket or anything like that, you don't want it to follow you. Too many people are in a rush and they forget these details, Ralph, which can come yes. to bite you in the bootay. And exactly. we don't like bites. We like kisses. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our show for today, guys. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. You can't what? end the show. You, you didn't finish the, the one part, the main part of the story, Edge. The I main didn't? part of the story. No, you got to. How did the date end? Did, oh. did, 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 <laughs> <laughs> he never told me that part. Oh, you got to, are they still together? Done. That's what I want to know. Can you imagine how embarrassing the poor little guy, you know, you was know, on this date with a new girl and all of a sudden, you know, his car is getting repossessed oh, and it's not goodness. even his fault. Exactly. Thing, you know, that's oh. terrible, terrible, well, terrible. My, my, my hope is that they made it and they still together. If they're still together, she He's a keeper, right? Absolutely. Can you imagine that story them telling to their kids? Oh, that would be awesome. Dad. <laughs> oh, that's oh, awesome. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much, friends and fans out there, for coming to your credit today. Once again, if you have not hit that subscribe button, do it now and tell all your friends and family about the amazing tips and information that you're learning from this voice here, A to the N to the G. This is Ralph and Ange, and we're out. Have a great day, guys.